Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur by experienced managed service providers. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. Uh, we are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice over IP uh, channel only uh, based out of Dallas as well. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I, I wanted to do this podcast was because visiting a lot of these events, I, I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues that, that we experienced. So wanting to take that pain away from some of the new guys, they decided to go with this podcast. My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a managed service provider. We started in 2005. I started with, I think, a total of three employees, and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop. We're located in South Central Indiana, servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way. My name is Joe Ucia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're currently about a dozen employees. We're an MSP. We were originally founded in 1999. I truly believe in this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help me and, and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share with me their mind share on, on how to overcome issues. So I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago and many years in the working and here we are. So we hope that you really get a lot out of this podcast and learn the things that I wish somebody would have told me. Follow, like, and subscribe at IT4Whiskey.com. Now here's your hosts, Myron, Joe, and Craig. Welcome back to IT for Whiskey. I am Craig. I'm with my friends, Joe and Myron. Today, we're going to discuss some really great stuff. Pay yourself first, then everything else. What do you guys think about that topic? I think a lot of people who start a business don't even know about that topic. Anyone that wanted to help me always wanted to charge me an arm and a leg, and I couldn't afford to pay myself. How am I going to pay them? Yeah, for sure. Right? Hence why today's topic actually, I think, has a lot of relevance. So what, why, why do we think that we should pay ourselves right, as entrepreneurs or uh, new business owners before anybody else or anything else? Well, you know, people that know me know I like my food, so you got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you could see Joe now. And he's a slim, he's a slim down version of what he used to be. <laughs> but truth be told, uh, you know, the expression goes, you know, got to eat. It's so true. How do you pay your bills? How do you pay yourself? How do you pay your mortgage? You know, if you are financially strapped in your personal life, you're going to be overstressed in your work life, which means you won't apply yourself properly. So pay yourself first. I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good point. You know, if, if you're, if you don't pay yourself and you're struggling financially, you're, you're, you know, not making ends meet because you're, you're investing it all back. Cause it not necessarily means that you don't pay your standard utilities and things like that. But if you're investing it all back, then how do you keep yourself motivated? How do you keep your credit score in the right place, keep food on the table and things like that? So that it, it, it pushes you to go out and do more. You know, I, I, I got to say a quick side story. I remember when we first started, um, one of my mentors told me, pay yourself no matter what, even if it's $100 a week, and don't just do an automatic deposit or transfer, cut yourself 
a check. Bring the check to the bank and deposit it. That was a long time ago when people did that, right? Agreed. But you know what? <laughs> even even at that, you know, to this day, I still do not do automatic deposit on my own check. I still cut myself a physical check and I go to the bank and I deposit it. It's it's what I do. I mean, maybe y'all disagree with me, but it is what I do. I think Craig's disagreeing. I see, see him pouncing around. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I take it that, Joe, your bank is on the way to and from work. Yeah, it is. I'm not okay. going right, right, right. 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 It is literally right. the logic. Like, the logic now plays in my head. It's, it is literally half a kilometer from my house. Oh, a kilometer, not a mile. Well, you know, the United States of America is technically a metric country, but y'all don't use it. It's too confusing. Right? Exactly. Hey, I grew up on Imperial, man. When I halfway through my life, we converted. What's the temperature right now where you are? 28 degrees. I told you it was cold in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Just to give you guys some context, those of you listening, uh, if you don't know, Joe is based out of Toronto. Craig is based out of Indiana. Uh, and I'm based out of Dallas. So we, we're currently each at our offices. While we're doing the podcast, we're also video conferencing so we can see each other's faces. Beautiful faces. So for the record, for for our American fans, um, 28 degrees Celsius is a, almost 83 degrees Fahrenheit. It's 82 and a half. Oh, man, that's why you have that's why you took your shirt off. I see. <laughs> Freaking hot, man. <laughs> Actually, it's a rainy day today, so it's only 28 degrees. Otherwise, we've been hitting mid 30s every day, which for our non-metric fans, you know, that's like 95 degrees. <laughs> So we're, we're at 90 here in Dallas and sunny, uh, typical, actually it's a cool day for uh, August in, uh, in Dallas. It is 81 degrees here in Bloomington, Indiana. So going back to the topics, pay yourself first. Craig, give me a story or uh, uh, tell me a little bit about how it was at the beginning and, and were you fortunate enough to, to follow that logic? So I came from a full-time job before I started this, making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so we had a lot in reserve when we started. I paid myself very little. I think I paid myself between thirty dollars and $35,000 the first year. That was not enough really for us to live on. Luckily, my wife had a, a full-time job, so she could also work at that time. But though we had two small children too. So it was, uh, it was a really big struggle. And I think, I mean, we were able to get by with what we had because all I think at that time, our cars were paid off. So we didn't have any car payments. All we had was the house payment. So you were, in a, you were in a good position. So we were pretty smart about it when we started it out. So that I didn't need a lot of cash flow for myself to uh, keep everything afloat. So I think you have to be smart about it. I think you can't just do it and not have a plan because if you need certain amount of funds, it makes it. So this goes back to my story that I wanted to tell earlier before we started today. Um, I was approached by a entrepreneur wannabe that wanted to start a franchise of my business in another city. And the first conversation was his requirement, if he's going to do this, he had to make $100,000 a year to start. He could not make less than that because that's what he made at his current employment, which was not even in the same realm of what, we're, what we are doing. So I think he was completely out of touch as to what it would take to get something started because I'm not going to fund that because you, someone, you have to, I think you have to suffer some to want to grow it and make it better than what it is. Absolutely. I agree. Well, I know what he wanted. He wanted the flexibility of what it is to be an entrepreneur and own a business. Don't we all want that? But to start right off the bat, make a hundred grand a year with no clients makes no logical sense. So hence to say, 
this this never occurred <laughs> this this partnership and by the way while we're while we're doing this you know this is it for whiskey so we are having a few drinks sampling a couple of scotches getting that done <laughs> We're, gonna, we're definitely going to get into the Scotch review very shortly. All right. There you go. I'm not going to lie because I'm actually having a bourbon. So, <laughs> But I do have Scotch. I do have Scotches here. So Hold on. Hold on, though. In all fairness, Scotch is a derivative or a form of whiskey. Bourbon is a derivative or form of whiskey. Therefore, I agreed. I agree. IT for whiskey is the title of the. So we're good. Everything's covered. You're still within. You're still within the the acceptable realm. It seems like, for for me at least, uh, going into the whiskey uh, topic, a lot of my money went into booze just to keep me, <laughs> just to keep me alive. <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, not as much as Craig, but it, it, it definitely. No way. I would have never guessed that, Myron. Well, look at his collection. Holy crap! I thought I had the bee's knees. People come over my house and my office, and they're like, "Holy crap!" And then I look at your video feed. You know, what, Craig, I need you to do this. Do this right now. Screen capture your webcam and you're going to make this this episode's cover that's that's going to be the cover that's going to be the cover of this episode i think it is so par for the course i'm not my face is not going to be in this <laughs> no no screen capture it on, on the background i didn't see your face nobody wants to see your face buddy but it, but it's so majestic for neanderthal <laughs> i'll send you a shaver soon how about that <laughs> you know what? that's one thing i am missing i am missing a shaver i don't know why you know what? The shaver's on me, buddy. I got this. Shaving cream? <laughs> Shaving cream. <laughs> I'll bring I'll bring uh, extra heavy duty uh, commercial grade uh, trimmers. <laughs> I thought you were going to say lubricant. <laughs> oh, but Anyway, so back on, back on topic about paying yourself first. But for us, when we started, um, I did have some savings. I was able to start up for the first, uh, I would say, first six months without having to pay myself anything, uh, living on scraps, basically, but giving me the ability to put together the, the, the first few months of the business, getting out a couple of accounts, a couple of uh, uh, checks coming in and things of that nature. But after the fact, I did make the mistake where I was trying to invest so much into the business to grow it, um, me and my, my partner, uh, Giovanni, that sometimes we didn't pay ourselves. At the beginning, we, we struggled financially and our, some of our credits took a turn. It hurt us. Uh, so it took us some time to recover from a credit score standpoint so that we can then go out and, you know, fund the business correctly. Because uh, if, if, if you're not at that stage yet, you will need money from the bank. I mean, if you're truly going to grow the business uh, at a significant speed, you will need funding from the bank or someone. And, you know, your credit score is going to be key. Not necessarily, it's not a, uh, if you don't have it, you can't do it. Because I could tell you that it could be done because I did it. Um, but it will make things a lot easier for you. Obviously, Craig was in an ideal scenario to a certain degree. Uh, how about you, Joe? When I took over this company, I was the, one of the original founders. I left and I bought it back for my, my ex-partners after a few years because they clearly realized that they didn't know what they were doing. Long story short, I did go work for uh, what today I would consider my competitors for a few years and ran those businesses for them. And when I first started here and I took over the company, there was not a very good positive cash flow. And it was hard. I will say for two years... Mm -hmm. Um, I ran on a line of credit 
And that's all I had. I did what, what I don't know if you have the same in the US, it's called the HELOC up here, a home equity line of credit. So I ran on my HELOC. I took my, my house value and opened up this like, Thankfully, I had some good appreciation for my house, a $300,000 line of credit. And not going to lie, for two years, that's what I lived off of. And I incurred the expense. Now, hindsight being 2020, I would never do that again um, because it was a personal expense with all the interest incurred personally versus a business expense. And I had a spectacular credit actually at this time at 792, which I think 800 is the the, the highest you can get, right? And I could have gone yeah. to the bank and personally guaranteed a loan for the company and not incurred it personally and tax write-offs and all. You know what? I wish someone would have told me what I am saying right now when I started. It is what it is. You know, you live and learn. I paid it off over the years, but the point still being, you know, I could have done it smarter and still paid myself and um, and not suffered as much as I did. But that aside, um, it was two years before I took my first paycheck. And as I was saying earlier. Uh, all my staff to this day get paid electronically. My business partner and I, we want a check cut to us. And I want to, on my way home, I go and I deposit it. It's a ritual now at this point. I um, I just, I feel rewarded when I do that. That's the reason why we do it. For no other reason. I feel the same way when I do that transfer. <laughs> Yeah, but I got drive-through ATM, right? So I, I, I don't mind. <laughs> it's, it's, it's this. It's you know what though. So in life, we all have our rituals, right? Yeah, absolutely. Some people like a cigar and scotch. Some people like you know watching movies. Some people like a beer on a dock and fishing or whatever tickles your fancy. To me, that actually has become a ritual. Where you know, on the way home, I say, you know what? I'm depositing this check because this is my reward for my hard work. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much it. How about you, Joe? Craig? I am the second Joe here. Thank you very much. Uh, Craig Joe Hicks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, when you think about Craig Joe, CJ, not a bad combination. Remember Baywatch? Remember Baywatch? CJ? CJ wasn't something to shake. Anyways, go on. Yeah, CJ, <laughs> baby. I think having a good credit rating is important. That is a good question as to what is a good credit rating for when you're looking to get investment money or a bank loan of any type to expand or grow the company. I mean, I haven't had any problem getting any type of line of credit anywhere. Uh, that hasn't been an issue. Uh, we've always stayed on top of all payments and make sure that we don't owe anybody any money. That's one thing that's always bothered me is when clients owe us money, I make sure that anybody I owe money to, I pay. Um, if it's wrong, if, if, if I feel like I don't owe them for some strange, and obviously I have a discussion with them, but if I owe them money for real, I always send send the check. Never hold back. Because I feel that if you do them the respect of paying them, they'll return it when the time comes when you need something in return from them for whatever reason. Yeah, for sure. There, there are times when, when it's so tight that you just put yourself in a bind and you got you to gotta climb yourself out of it. Um, and sometimes you just don't have the money in the bank. Uh, um, you know, I, I come from... A, Starting a business with no, you know, I had some money to ride me for a few months, but beyond that, I one I didn't have the business background to to get the funding that I needed. I didn't have the the and then my credit was shot, so I didn't have the the credit to be able to go out and get the the credit line or the business loan. Our first loan 
was probably five to six years in when we finally were able to get a merchant loan to just help us fund a piece of the business. So, you know, there are people out there that either A, have made the mistake and they've they've now put their, their credit at risk um, and they really, really should not. And second, they, they're not thinking about how much they can do with the business and the loans on the business name. And they're just, just guaranteeing it, at least at the beginning, because it gets to a point where you don't even have to guarantee it anymore. But... Uh, a lot of people are taking things on, like like Joe said, that he, he took on a home equity loan for us that are in the States, that we call it a home equity loan. There's a lot of people that just can't can't do it, so or they don't know that they, that they could do a business loan. So right now, you know, in 2018, there's tons of options uh, from that standpoint. We can have a full podcast on just funding the business. So I would say this. We learned from our experiences and it made us who we are, my partner and I. Chris and I went through years of heartache, stress, and BS strictly on the the premise of not paying ourselves. In hindsight, being 2020, you know, having learned from experience, it would have been wiser for us to grow slowly and with more foundation and paying ourselves and adjusting our lifestyle to live within the means than to, you know, because we both came from the same company. We were both making good money when we took over this company again. And the, the mistake we made is we didn't adjust our lifestyle. So I could have probably saved myself 50 grand in lifestyle adjustment short term, which it took me years to pay that off. The, the message there is, you know, when you first start out in this business, yeah. it may be prudent to adjust your lifestyle temporarily. Tell your spouses or your partners, look, I'm taking this on for the betterment of our future. This is not a hobby. This is a career. And the long-term payout will be there. And I think all three of us will agree, the long-term payout is definitely there. Absolutely. But you've got to make the sacrifices up front. And, and the sacrifices I made was taking on debt versus adjusting my lifestyle. And no one ever told me that. And that was the, that was the biggest mistake I ever made in, in, I think, my whole career. I didn't adjust my lifestyle temporarily because the payout is there. If you, if you work at it and you're ethical and you work hard and, and, and you put your hours in and admittedly up front, it's 20 hours a day, then it becomes 19, then it becomes 18. And now I'm down to like 10 hours a day, five days a week. And that's enough for me to run my business because I got a good team that support it. I can go away for a week and not be worried about it, but it took me a decade to get there. So you got to you got to put the time in and you have to pay yourself the whole way through. Yeah. Well, that's for sure. So I think my background is different than yours because when I left the business, I had built it up to I think we're about 2 million dollars in revenue. It wasn't much. That's enough. I mean, that's a lot if you talk about some people don't even get to that point. So Agreed, but I I built it up to that and and so it really wasn't much for my taste at the time, right? The majority of it was hardware. So we were making at the time 10-15 points. So there was four of us, uh, there was three partners and, and one support person, 
And, you know, $200,000, $250,000 a year in profit is not enough to pay for people. That's what it comes down to. That's why I wasn't, that's why I, you know, I had one partner that was doing nothing. The other partner that worked at a bank and was trading stocks and did nothing. So it was me and they were taking equal pay. So it was, it was, it was a bad situation. That's why I left. Once I left, they realized within a few years, holy crap, we can't, we can't do this. It's too much work for us. And that's when they called me and said, come back and take over. And I bought the business back from them. And that's when I brought Chris in as a partner because we were working together at the other company we were running. Anyways, I digress from that. The, the, the difference was the business model was completely different to what we do today. So I literally had to, you know, clean house, restructure, do all these things. So we did do a restart in 2010, eight years ago. It was a complete restart. Was it something you walked in, you walked in with that idea or is that something you kind of walked in, realized, holy crap, I got a the ladder. So it took me an extra six months. And that's why I did the HELOC or the, the home equity line, uh, mortgage. Anyways, the point being is I didn't do the one thing that I should have. Could have been a hundred bucks a week. You work hard, reward yourself. One other thing that I brought a consultant in in 2013 to help me with some of my, my financial direction because I didn't have a CFO. So I hired a CA just to consult, gave him five grand, best $5,000 I ever spent. He came in for a week, which five grand for a week sounds a lot, but it's a bargain considering what he taught us. So some of the things this guy taught us, run your gas through the company. I mean, check with your local laws and your local accountant and CA to, to tax advisors to find out what's legit. But for us, gas, Run it through your company. Even if you're paying for it personally, it, the payment you put on the credit card personally that is a corporate expense ends up being a debt from the company to you. So it's another tax. You always win. You can't lose. Your car gas, your maintenance, your car payments, your uh, couple hundred bucks a month put on the books as, um, you know, and these are different ways you pay yourself. A couple hundred bucks a month, you put your home office on the books as reimbursement that the company owes you, even if it never pays you from a tax position for the most or part. Or if it doesn't pay you immediately, but it pays you later. Long term, it totally does. And all it is, is you're making a journal entry in QuickBooks or simply accounting that the company owes you this $200 because you're paying for your living expense anyways. And I don't know a tax jurisdiction in North America that would say $200 a month is an unreasonable home office expense. None that I know of. Well, you should contact your local accountant or law to figure out what's best. But yeah, there's 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 definitely a way to uh, expense a certain percentage of your home office. I think it goes by square footage here in the, in the state and divided it up by by uh, what percentage of that square footage your, your office takes. Um, but there, there are definitely a lot of ways to, to expense a lot of pieces of the business that you, you think you have to swallow personally. Agreed. And even if you're not actually taking the money out of the company to pay for it and you're doing it personally, it's an accounting trick. These are different ways you pay yourself. Because long term, when the company does have money, if you believe that in five years from now, you're going to be doing like $5 million a year or $10 million a year. So long term from now, when you get to that point, that's when that money kicks in. Because I can tell you right now, in Canada, 
we're taxed up the wazoo. And I need to find any angle I can, any angle, believe me, because sometimes 40, 50% of my earnings gets taxed. It's ridiculous. If there's ever an angle I can take, I will take it. It's legit. It's by the books. Why not, right? And it's just a simple journal entry in, in, in your, your accounting package that you say, even if it's not legitimately cash flowing through. Again, talk to your legal representation and, and to, your, to your accounting and accountants and, and bookkeepers and whatnot, and depending on your local laws. But for us, even if I don't actually cut a check from the company to personal, but I'm entering the expense on a monthly basis, down the road when the company does have the money, I can take that money out tax-free because I've paid for it already, right? So these are the different ways that you can pay yourself, maybe not direct a check, but long-term. So you didn't go to the bank as often is what you're saying. (laughs) Not in the first two years, I did not. You want to throw anything in, Craig, before we switch over to whiskey? He just wants whiskey. All right. Why don't you start up with the, why don't you tell us about your bourbon? I'm drinking my favorite. I'm drinking my favorite. My, uh, my favorite is Booker's today. Booker's is, uh, uh, is it, is what made by Booker? No, I did just pick up a, a little book, which is a, another Booker's bourbon. It's kind of hot. It's, uh, what is this one? This is, uh, no, it's actually not too bad. It's only a uh, 54% alcohol. So it's 108 proof. 54%. Yeah. It's not too bad. Wow. Not too bad. That's that's fantastic. So I, I would say Booker's is my um, is my everyday bourbon, if if I had a choice. But then obviously I have a plethora to choose from. Um, but typically, I I try not to to taste the plethora. Isn't it plethora? Plethora. Plethora. I don't know, but it's a plethora. <laughs> when, only when friends come over. I, I, pre- I prefer not to drink alone if I can. Because that's the difference between drunk and alcoholic. Hey, I try here. I try. So you're welcome to come and visit anytime. <laughs> and uh, the rule here at the uh, Hickman household is uh, you can um, taste uh, any one once, but you can never drink from the same bottle twice. I had to mute myself because I just peed myself. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Just, just a little, just a little. I, I, I didn't get invited. Someday, you? hopefully, I'll get invited. Right, right, Joe. I don't feel alone now. All right, we're good. Well, you know, the uh, Airbnb raised a thousand a night. So, wow. Even if you're a big supporter, if you're a big supporter, you get you get twenty five percent off. Nice. <laughs> you get the friends and family discount. Joe, do you have one of these hats? What is that hat? Oh yeah, look at that. That's a pro blue hat. I don't have a pro blue hat. That's a pro blue hat. Check that out. <laughs> I do. I do have some new swag for you guys when I come see you in uh, San Antonio here soon. Do you have one of my Greenlink bottles? You should have one of my Greenlink bottles. No, I don't have one. What the heck? I I do say this. I will say this. I do have a Greenlink pen. It is in my car. You have a Greenlink bottle? Pen. Pen. Oh, pen. No, no. We're gonna give you some Greenlink bottle and stuff when we when we see each other in San Antonio. But you guys have my Infinite IT hats, right? No, I don't. I absolutely gave you one. Joe, you gave it to me. I gave it to Craig because he was, you know. I gave both of you one. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, I do. I got nope. I got a nice one. Nope. Yeah. Hey, so I think we should get IT for whiskey glasses made. Done. Done. That's a great idea. 
we'll post it up on the website and we'll link it for everybody to uh, be able to order them off Amazon or something like that. Twenty four ninety five gets you a set of two. Proceeds are donated to uh, a nonprofit organization to be undisclosed. That's a great idea. That's an awesome idea. All right, let us know, guys, if that's something that you like. Uh, we're gonna open it up in the in the website somehow. We got technical people who'll figure that out. But I think we're good here. Um, I think this was a great thing. Obviously, pay yourself first is an important thing. And Booker's is a great bourbon that will burn <laughs> your <laughs> burn you down. So Maybe uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we're way over past our time, as always. All right. Thank you. Take it from there. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See ya. That's all for this episode of IT for Whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at it4whiskey.com. You smoke that Cisco and you may uh, DDoS yourself. <laughs> <laughs>